Boom. Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome to the Ziadi and Ford uh, Advisors Podcast, sponsored by a board. What is a board? A board is a web and mobile platform that lets you collect stuff from around the web or put stuff in yourself, drag photos or files or whatever, organize it. And then uh, collaborate with people. It's, uh, it's, it's launching. Very, very cool. It's launching very soon. Go ahead to aboard.com, put your name in, we'll get you on the list. Or if you want to DM us, people have been doing that. And we'll sneak in. I'll give you the secret link. Uh, we're going to have to figure out the sponsorship thing because it's like we're living aboard. It's, it, it, for a while, Ziadi and Ford Advisors was kind of our job. And now it's like this we are in this product. Yeah, let's use unilateral sponsors just to mix it up. Meaning, products we love yeah. that never asked us to spon- to be sponsored to be sponsors, and then we'll just pitch them. Oh, I, um, the Moog Mother Thirty Two synthesizer, just wonderful. You just hit, hasn't changed in fifty years, and yeah, it still sounds same great. concept. You turn the little dials; has got a little sequencer built in. Love that guy. Amazing. What about you? What are you into? I like headphones. Oh, yeah, do you? I do, and IEMs, and I I could pitch my favorite. What's the best? What's the best, most expensive headphone in the world? Everybody likes to know the the best. the best isn't necessarily the most expensive, in my view. Yeah, that's true. There are five, $8,000. We looked at one video of like a $60,000 pair of headphones. Yeah, that's a piece of marketing, as I see it. Yeah, okay, okay. What's the best? Uh, I've been using IEMs for convenience, and there's, there's a product called... Oh, wait, I, what's an IEM? That's a, like a suppository? In-ear monitor. Oh, no, it's not a suppository. Okay. You could use it that way, but that would be awkward. It would be a waste of money. Yes. Um, no, it goes in your ear, in-ear okay. monitor. Musicians use them, but now people use them like AirPods, okay. except it's wired. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company out of Malaysia called Elysian Acoustics. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, they make I know. A I know. The look in your eyes as you said that. Oh, you're so happy. It's depressed. It's actually a little sad. that They make a product called uh, an IEM called the Elysian Annihilator, and... Uh, it kind of ended my hobby in a really sad way. Uh, well, this is the end game concept, right? It's you the got end the game thing. concept, and it's it's expensive, but there are more expensive products out there. By the way, it's also incredibly hard to get because I think they make a handful a month. Uh, life, if they're in the mood, lifestyle business, kind lifestyle of thing. business, but it's a beautiful product. You know, what's funny is uh, the end game wise. Like there is an open source synthesizer called Surge. You can go download it. Just search Surge synthesizer. It's pretty nerdy. It's like yeah. an IDE for making different sounds. Okay, I've gotten really into it. I've learned it, and I mean, it, it's killed an enormous amount of my interest in gear. Because every time I look at something, I'm like, yeah, but I could just do that in that free synthesizer, and it sounds roughly. When as a good. product gets it right. Yeah, and it, and you could tell that they nailed it. Uh, it can it can be very disruptive. That's happened in every industry, right? Like it, stuff gets all of a sudden the cheaper thing is the best thing actually, and that's the end of the fun. Yeah, it, this is. I mean, we'll talk about this in more. I think later, like the the that tension between the historical value and the physical beauty and the interface of the actual device itself and the fact that it can be done cheaper mm-hmm. elsewhere. And that tension drives humans to absolute distraction. Absolutely. And look, uh, I want to segue what we're talking about here to software. Well, hold on. Let's segue. I, I got I got a whole folder full of music. Ready? Yes. Power. I want to talk about power and feeling powerful. Most software shows off 
a 747 dashboard and tells you you are going to be empowered. Some people, there are people, and products have been built on the sheer will of people who love to feel empowered by software. Well, you know, in our last episode, we talked about resilience, which is a very counter power narrative. It's not about how you'll take over the world and get all the control. No. It's about how you're going to roll with the punches in the most productive way possible. That's right. And look, certifications have been around forever, right? Yes. You can be Cisco certified. You could be Microsoft certified. Microsoft has like a laundry list of different certifications. What that means is that I have gained expertise mm-hmm. on a product that's for most impenetrable. Yes. That's a flattering thing to say about yourself is that don't worry, take a deep breath. I know how to use this thing. And usually it's point and click software. Nobody's writing code, but it's so complex and convoluted. It's, it's mine now. It's mine. You know, it's this. I think about this a lot. I'm going to just take it meta for 30 seconds because I think it matters. Silicon Valley and AI. Yeah. What is the great, the great story of AI splits into two ways. One way is it will do everything for everyone forever. Yes. And the other is it will kill us. It will just absolutely gain <laughs> into total intelligence right? and kill us all. Yeah. And, um, I feel that this is the end game of, uh, of software power fantasies, right? Like, it's a, it's a really weird moment because we're actually we're in an intense climate moment. Everyone's realizing that we're kind of vulnerable to physical forces. Mm-hmm. And Silicon Valley is going, that doesn't really matter. What matters is that 10,000 years from now, an imaginary intelligence will retroactively reboot you from code <laughs> and punish you for not believing in it enough. And yeah. you're like, huh, that, that's yeah. wild. Right? And I, so I think like these fantasies of power are really deeply built into what software is supposed to be for people. We tell them this story over and over again yeah. to the point that we're now like, well, it's either going to kill us all or save us all and you're over here saying like well here's a guy getting a novel network certificate so that he can get your internet all up and running and here's you know a board which we're thinking of as like a resilient tool for small yeah so so bring this all together what do you want to talk about so here's the irony of it all the irony of it all is that the history of software Mm -hmm. is a history of people routing around software Yeah, you've said this before. It's very true. Most, and when I say most, I mean 98% of people don't want the power. No. They don't want the power. They don't want to flex. They're actually just trying to get a thing done or a few things done. And so... You know who's good at this? Who? Apple. Yes. 90% of the time, I switched my entire life to the Apple ecosystem and you I, are a submissive child. I really, I really am. I just belong to to uh, to one infinite loop or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Now. I have the watch on. I have the phone in my pocket, and yes. I use the computers. Yes. Okay, I'm not getting the helmet. Yes. And you know how often I think about technology? Very little. About one third as much as I used to. Exactly. Exactly. And look, look. There are people who love. That was tools me. Like that it. was me. I hit a wall. I was just like, I'm tired of configuring things. I give up. You win. Goodbye. Exactly. Yeah. Now, look, there are tools out there that people just rev in like obsidian have you heard sure, of obsidian sure it's like one of those tools that's like immediately pretty easy to use but if you really want to go in you can really Look, really go in i'm a programmer i emacs org mode and so yeah my, exactly I, I hate to say it but the synthesizer i like to use can be scripted and i'm learning how to do that i i think when i think about all of the the ai chatter that's going on right now 
and all the power of software, I, it makes me think about the relationship between people and software right. and how most people don't want the relationship. They just want, they don't want to feel empowered. They don't want complexity. And there is one product. There is one tool that, has, that dominates them all. And the reason it dominates them all is because it does not want to empower you. In fact, it's one of the most ambivalent pieces of software ever created. And that is the spreadsheet. Mm. Now, the spreadsheet is, and I'm not talking about the spreadsheet to do complex math. I'm talking about the spreadsheet. Not the that, calculator. Not the calculator. It's the spreadsheet that's a collection of boxes. It is one of the most unopinionated pieces of software ever created. It's probably the least friction to getting information into a, into a system ever. Well, it does have certain opinions that are really frustrating. I'm going to tell you some of its opinions. You shouldn't put pictures here. It doesn't want pictures. It doesn't want you to really... You can. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't want them. It doesn't like when you move the rows up and down too much. That It, it's, it would it like you to not that do way. it. Yeah. And, and the truth is, most people don't ask that of it. Oh, sorry. There's another strong opinion it has. It hates new lines. You have to do text strap. <laughs> I want to talk about that for it, one minute. It does We're want like 150 years in to spreadsheets, and they just don't want you to hit return. They're committed to their origin story, right? Yes, that's right. Spreadsheets are committed. Like, why aren't you using the average function? Oh, uh, and then you get that. Like, come on, guy. Everybody's in there hitting shift and or screaming all day screaming long. Screaming all day Do you know long. how many times people have tried to put multi-line text into, into a spreadsheet and ended up, like, punching a coworker in the face? The amount of violence that has come out. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and, and look, what I'm... What you know, I don't want to bring a board back into the topic of this podcast, but well, we built a power we, tool a we, year. We got to be fair here. It's all we're talking about and doing. So yeah, Ziadi Four Advisors just has a little board it's flavor. It's a moment right now. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody can relax. It's a year okay. ago, we built a power tool. Yeah, we did. And then we paused and said, and the last eight months have been a journey of dumbing this thing down, well, effectively to compete with the ambivalence. We want to create the most ambivalent, unopinionated piece of software ever created. And it's, we think that is a path to salvation. We built this incredibly complex data tool that could do all sorts of database stuff. And we have slowly, and it, we didn't know we were doing this, but you were, you were, you're running products. You're like, we got to take some features away. This thing's too complicated. Yeah. And we, we made it look pretty and it brings in URLs and so on. We got it back to a better, tidied up, smarter, but frankly... If you dig in underneath what we're building... The power is there. Well, but we ended up back at spreadsheets. So here's, I think, the distinction I want to make. And this is a piece of advice for product managers. Okay. Um, there's two ways to introduce features in a product. One way is to uh, force them, to essentially enforce their use. Like police the user such that they need to use the feature to get anything done. That's one way. What's an example? Can you think of anything we can... Yeah, I mean, just frankly, load up, you know, ClickUp or Monday.com or, or any of these tools. So like the 30 screen onboarding? Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. where there's a wizard? They need you to go through some orientation to, yes. get, to be useful, right? And, and that work that they want you to do is, 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 is for a couple of reasons. A... They want to empower you. They think you want power. Most right. people don't want right. power. Uh, and B, they want to show off the value of what they've created. Now, this is, I think, a really important one. People don't want software power. Everybody likes a little power. 
Everybody likes a little power. But software people have a fantasy that what people want is the kind of power that they crave. Nobody gives a shit about custom fields. No. Go, you're not going to go to a dinner party and say, you would not believe what I did with Airtable. It was just the coolest thing I've ever done. I created a pivot off of one of the like field types. No, you're going to complain about public schools. That's you're what gonna you're going to do. You're going to complain about yeah. public schools or your allergies, right? Yes. That's what you're going to complain yeah. about. And so back to what the, 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 like if there's the one piece of advice I would give on this podcast. So, so there are two ways, two ways. Let's go back to the two ways. One is this very rigid, like follow this path. If you don't, if you certified, mm-hmm. we're going to certify you. That's right. And if, if you, if you put, if it's a text field and you put numbers in, we're going to raise a little alert. And we're going to help you. We're going to train you. We're going to make you an expert. Yes. And you're going to be okay. a pro, right? That path is a path that is more friction, that requires work and investment on the user's part. Right. Right. The other path is, hey, buddy, we are going to get you going ASAP. Yeah. Now, listen, if you right mouse click figuratively, there's all kinds of power there. We will reward you if you want to invest. We're shifting it from being a requirement to being a path you can decide to take. And we didn't remove features from a board. We just moved them away from the path to value. Look, you know, the perfect example of this away from our product is settings on your phone. Yes. Okay. Most most people are not expected to spend a lot of time in settings. Sometimes you're going to need to go in there and they'll be like, yeah, go in there and change your Wi-Fi, whatever. Yes. But there's about a thousand things probably I can do I can the way or where I can customize the experience of one of my Apple devices. Absolutely intense. And, uh, but for the most part, it's out of the way. You're not, they, they, you can get the value out of the platform with the decisions they've already made for you. That's, that's what they're, that's what they're doing. That's right. That's right. And look, the metrics driven funnel software that's out in the world is very aware of this. They're like, okay, before they check out, and buy those curtains. There's like seven steps, and we're oh. going to tell you where it fails. Man, we're using we a, we're using a tool called Mixpanel. It is like a 747 dashboard. It is, you're, it's here they came. Oh, they're in here. They're in there. Watch them. Do you know what that is? That is instrumentation to neg- navigate friction. That's all it is. Yes. Because everything you do, everything you touch, is filled with friction, and the more you can remove. Education, certification, training, I'm a Notion ambassador, is the other side of friction. That's right. what you're asking people to do. Listen, commit to me and I'll commit to you. The mistake product people make, software people make, is they think the pieces, the software they're creating actually has a relationship with the person. No, people have a relationship to the things that they want to get done. They have, people have relationships to other people, and your software is either in the way of that or not. Exactly. Yeah. For most people, software is in the way. For, yeah, for, most I mean, for most people, it is friction in their relationships. The only the exception to that was social media, and which was unbelievably successful as a platform. Like yes. it just grew because it allowed people to get access to other people. That's yes. what they want. That that's human connection, right? And and I mean that's also I, that's why Slack is a runaway success, right? It ultimately what did Slack do? It, it made it easy for managers to tell people what to do. Yeah. Now, then it also became a, a wor- world of roiling chaos, but it became a $26 billion acquisition yes. because it let managers kind of keep an eye on things and they went, all right, we'll buy it. 
Yeah, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but look, stat, Slack is a deep, deep piece of software. People use 5% of it. People chat it. Well, like, there's all kinds of Look at all the integrations and everything, sure. That's the case with most software because people don't have any affinity, any loyalty to the tool. I want to end this with an example. Um, bookmarks have been around for 30 years in browsers. Sure. People don't even bother with that. They just keep their tabs open. Well, like, well, why? Why would I do that? Well, computers stopped crashing. Computers stopped crashing. So you didn't need to save state. Yeah. But even so, the idea of an extra, what, two steps to bookmark? There's a, there's Every browser has a bookmark all tabs in a folder and will date stamp your folder. It'll be beautiful. Nobody bothers. They don't care. We're done. I'm gonna ice, I'm gonna go get a scoop of ice cream, and I'm done with you. Yeah, but and you I'll know come what? Back to these 48 tabs. You know what they do use? What? Pinterest. Pinterest. Because it makes pictures. Pinterest makes pictures, but it's also one click, right? And again, it's about friction. Look, the gaming, mobile gaming world, nailed it. You load the game, and the Temple Run guy is running right out of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's He's right. He's like, "Watch this, guys. Yeah, here we go. It's a good time. There's not even an intro. It's like." It's like James Bond movies where there is no opening credits. No, no, it's you're, an action scene to get you going. You're like five minutes in and then they're like, collect gold coins. To, you know, it's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I love it's It's way harder to do less in building. It's easy. Building let's, software Let's close cheap. this out with advice. Okay. So pe- most people who are going to be listening to this are not in the position to tell their organizations that they're going to do less. How do you sell this? Internally, how do you tell people like, "Hey, we're gonna do we're gonna do less." You're paying lots and lots of money for lots and lots of software, and we're using five percent of it. Why are we burning money in barrels? It's it is a classic story because it's easy to sell with features because it looks like it looks like the uh, the sticker on a on a new car. Yeah. it's a list of things. Nobody uses them. Nobody uses them, and so and it's it true. Everybody friction. Everybody keeps bolting Sirius XM into their apps, right? And nobody really wants it anymore, unless they do a lot of like cross-country driving. Most software is upsell. Yeah, Microsoft, Salesforce—it's all upsell. That's all it is. And the person that's buying it isn't buying it because everybody fell in love. They're buying is like, well, I mean, I'm a big company. I should probably buy the whole thing. Give me the platinum package and off we go. (sighs) Freaking software. Yeah. Well, you and I are going to get out there and sell some software pretty soon. We're going to sell really simple software. It, it, the, the, the journey for us has been one of taking things away, and it's one of the hardest things to do in software. It is, but I like the thing we're building. I mean, I, actually, I, I did a thing with it last week I'll talk about on the podcast for a second, and let's wind up, which is I've always had trouble organizing my own writing. I've written like hundreds of things yeah. on the world, and um, I have a lot of Google spreadsheets to attest to that, but I've never been able to finish them because you know why? It's really depressing to go back through your past and like bit by bit, like cut and paste URLs. And And, um, so I just got, I had a a cocktail and I slam and jammed a bunch of links in the Wired articles that I've written into into a board and they looked really good. And I went, you know what? Screw it. Keep going. Let's go get all the podcasts and so on. So now it's like a thousand URLs. Like I've done a lot of things. How long did that take you? About four hours. A thousand URLs in four hours well, yeah, is incredible. You, I mean, we, we're, we're thinking about ways to make this faster, but you pop up all the tabs after you do the search. And then boom, 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 And boom, then boom. you save, 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 yeah. save into stacks and blah, blah, blah. And 
that's low friction. I, I love this story because it speaks to low friction. It's a moment for me where something that I something that was not hard to do, not a puzzle, but just kind of a miserable thing. Yeah. Is now a pretty thing that I like to share. I think that's the other thing, and let's this is naked self-promotion, but it's pretty. Spreadsheets don't want to be pretty. I, this it's is not a flaw, but it's pretty. Humans need to look at things with their eyeballs. Anyway, all right, we don't have to promote a board anymore. Yeah. Check us out at Ziadi Ford on Twitter. Send us an email. Hello at ZiadiFord.com. We love you. Uh, Rich, we got to do some more role-playing and silliness in future episodes. We're getting a little software Let's do it, okay? Uh, scouts promise? Scouts promise. I'll, I'll play a scout the next one. You can... Well, no, then Scoutmaster. That just sounds like a weird sex thing. So we're not going to do that, but we'll figure something out. Fair enough. I'll have a lovely week. Bye.